welcome back. And if you're new here, thanks for stopping by. I hope that you find some good value in this episode or any of the episodes. And I encourage you to go back and listen through some of the other ones I have out there. Got a question for you. Have you ever gone through something big? Let's say a life change, a divorce, uh, empty nest, something like that. And during that transitional period of time, found yourself questioning your identity. Like, who are you if you're not a parent, not your job, or not your significant other, or anything like that, or your purpose or your mission? You just kind of feel yourself a little bit floundering and not sure what to do. And at some point in time, we all go through something like this, and it can cause us to question who we are, what we're doing with our lives and wondering where we're going to go from here. This is known as identity paralysis, and it's more common than you think, which is why I thought it was really important that we talk about that today and more importantly, offer some ways to move through it if you're finding yourself in that part of your life right now. And before we dive deep into this, let me introduce myself. Hi there, my name is Dr. Kelly Ray, and I'm a mindset coach counselor, notably known as the Inner Critic Tamer, and I am passionate about helping others just like you and me who have gone through some things and perhaps don't like to talk about it, but you know what? We know we want to do better because it not only improves the quality of our lives, but it improves the quality of lives around us as well. I'm obsessed with teaching others how to tame their inner critic, that inner voice that keeps us stuck, trips us up, holds us back, causes us to doubt ourselves, and teach you how to understand the language of it so that you can tame it and live the vibrant life that you are designed to live. And during this episode, I want to explore ways to overcome these moments of uncertainty and how to rediscover your true selves. Here's what I know. As humans, we prefer comfort over uncertainty, meaning we choose to stay in an unhealthy relationship over not having one or being too afraid of ever finding another one or worse, attracting somebody worse than what we're already with. You've probably heard the idiom of the devil you know, but I'll share it with you again in case you haven't. It's better to know the devil, better to know, let me back that up again, better the devil you know than the devil you don't. And this means that it's often better to deal with someone or something you're already familiar with and know, even if they aren't ideal, even if the situation isn't ordeal, ideal, than to take a risk of the unknown person or thing that could be out there. We, the same humans, do this same thing with our work as well. We remain entangled in unfulfilling careers merely because we're afraid of change. For in change, our inner critic rears its head and tells us all the reasons why it's not safe, realistic, or right now is not the right time, and all the what-ifs this happened, what-if-that-happened nonsense. In fact... You can point this to just about 
any area of your life and the story would be the same. Another example would be, it's not a good time to start taking better care of my health because my schedule's too busy, I don't have enough time, and I don't have enough money to eat healthier, I don't know where to start, so I'll just do some more research. We are very masterful at holding ourselves hostage or what we'd rationalize as safe and comfortable, that when big life-changing events happen, we have all kinds of mental, physical, and emotional reactions to it that we can become momentarily paralyzed. I know there are some whose work has shifted as a result of COVID. There's been businesses that have closed. They've downsized and done some major shifting, reorganizing, and a lot of that has resulted in many losing their jobs. And it's not uncommon for people to wrap their identity around their profession. They know what they're capable of doing in that position. They've had built a sense of confidence as a result of that and worth and value of them as a person around that. But when that is suddenly taken away and there isn't another exact position to go to right away, it can rattle our confidence or sense of certainty, which creates doubt, frustration, shame, along with stress, anxiety, and depression. So how do we move forward in uncertainty? Got a couple of things for you. One, accept that at the root of uncertainty is a fear of failure. We're not afraid that we don't really know what's going to happen tomorrow. We're afraid that what happens tomorrow will be so painful that we won't survive it. We have already created a worst case scenario in our minds and the likelihood of it becoming reality is what really keeps us bound, not uncertainty itself. So an action step to take would be examine your uncertainty. What lies at the root? What emotion comes up when you think about doing the thing you're uncertain about? Number two, Understand that failure is a natural part of life and embracing uncertainty is key to defeating failure. Everybody fails. And while failure holds the best opportunities for growth, when we succeed without experiencing failure, our account is narrow. A person who can speak to both failure and success has a much more textured life and can help others navigate both waters. For every success story that you hear, there are at least 10 stories of failure to supplement it. And if this has been you, if this is something that's happened and you're feeling like a failure because your relationship after a long term has ended or your business has, you know, changed or has to close or whatever. I I mean, I can relate to that personally. I've, you know, I had a business, both my marriage and business failed at the same time. And this was back in 1999. And I just thought my world was over. And, you know, felt like the biggest loser. Yeah, I moved out of state even. I, 
you know, I was ashamed of what my family would think being, you know, like somebody in the family that got divorced and then ashamed to show myself in town because here I was this business owner and now no longer. Who who was I? I wasn't a wife. I wasn't a business owner. I wasn't I wasn't anything and I needed to figure out who I wanted and needed to be in order to move forward in my life. So an action step to take around this area is talk with someone who you view as successful and ask them about the times that they have failed. I remember that when I moved back from, I had moved to Georgia for about a year. And when I moved back, ironically enough, I went and worked for an attorney who business was right next door to literally shared the same wall to the business I had lost. I had a paralegal services business. And I remember how humbling that was to go work for her. She sought me out and offered me a job and, and I accepted the job, but I got so much more out of it than just the work because she had been through her own things and she had had her own experiences. And I, it really gave me an opportunity that she showed me one grace that two, she saw something in me that I had forgotten was in me because I had been in such despair and sadness and grief over everything that I had lost, lost a home, lost a marriage, lost a business, all of that. But she had the grace to see in me what I couldn't see in me at that time. And she was able to create an environment for me to get my bearings and get my feet. So I know some of you might be going through this very thing. And so I encourage you to talk to somebody who has gone through and successfully achieved even after failing. Don't don't surround yourself with people who have failed and have chose to not do anything different, who have chose not to improve the quality of their life. They're not going to help you move forward and live more vibrantly. I can promise you that. Number three, embrace the idea that nothing is completely within your control. Look, we saunter into the world daily, ignoring the many risks that we encounter. When we step out the door, we take an enormous leap of faith that will get to our destination. We trust that other motorists are diligent and are paying attention like we are. We hope that no one decides to harm us, right? We assume that we are healthy and nothing will happen to us. We hedge our bets with the universe, forgetting that nothing is guaranteed. It is just as likely that you will survive your breakup as it is for you to find another partner. It is just as likely that your business will succeed or your work will succeed as it is that you will fail or lose your job. Life is about taking risk. And without uncertainty, surprises would not exist. Now look, we like surprises that are beneficial, that are fun, that are in our best interest, right? We don't we don't necessarily call them surprises when it's something unpleasant or uncomfortable to go through. So let me give you an action step here of what you could do. 
Make note of everything that requires trust in the uncertainty. Some of them are automatic, such as driving. Note the times you rely on others to make decisions in your best interest. What are you really in control of? We like to think that we are. The only thing that we are in control of or have the ability to control is our thoughts and the actions that we take with those thoughts. Number four, be willing to open up to the universe. When we release our expectations of what should happen for us, we allow the universe to deliver in ways far beyond our wildest dreams. By dwelling in uncertainty, we limit the space in which the universe has to work. It's like staring out a window, and yet there's, there's a whole door that's open with possibilities, but because you're staring out that little window, you can't even see that it all is sitting right there for you. Approaching the unknown with openness breeds a multiplicity of experiences that strengthen or resolve and help grow us. This is a great way to learn how to relinquish control. Now, I mean, I'm not merely suggesting that you just drive your car and say, you know what, I'm not going to drive with control and I'm just going to run through the little red light and see what the universe brings me. That's, that's foolishness. But what I am saying is you've got to get out of your comfort zone. There is, there's so much out there, and I think people that stay in the same job for 30, 40 years, when they retire, if they don't have hobbies, if they don't have activities, if they don't have something, a mission or purpose or something to do beyond what they did for a living, these are the people that usually die very young because they have nothing to look forward to, no purposefulness. They forget who they are. This is the same for people who have gone through marriages in that 25, 30 years get a divorce and then wonder who they are because they stopped growing at some point during that 25, 30 year time span and just got comfortable in the existence of what you were doing every day. You weren't nurturing yourself or your relationship and that's when things happen and drift apart. I know people say, oh, relationship takes work. And work could be a, you know, a four letter word that sounds really super hard. But I would think that it would fare better if everybody took the opportunity to invest in themselves and invest in their relationship and nurture it and help it stay alive and vibrant and growing and evolving rather than just slowly letting it die over time because it's crushing when that time frame comes when your whole life is wrapped up maybe in your kids and you forgot who you are as a man or a woman and now you're sitting at the seat of the steps wondering who you are what you're supposed to do Approaching the unknown with openness breeds a multiplicity of experiences that strengthen our resolve and help us grow. I quickly came to understand that in order to grow, I had to let go and leap. 
And that was the most humbling experience I had back then was to go back to the root of where everything fell apart, my marriage, my house, my my work, literally working next door to it, facing it every single day when I drove in. But in that, I was afforded an opportunity to either rise up and make something of myself or to just crumble and fall and and just think that I couldn't be anything. I know you have greatness in you. I know that you may just not know where that greatness is right now because you've invested a lot of that greatness in your identity of your work or your relationship or some other facet of your life. And I'm telling you, it's time to relook at that. It's time to maybe move the goalposts. Maybe you've met all of your goals that you had ever hoped for as a kid. And now you're sitting there going, but I don't know. I'm in my 40s. I'm in my 50s. I'm in my 60s. And I've met all of that. What do I do now? This is a fantastic time period of your life that you can either sit and allow it to destroy you and become brittle and old and out of shape and sick and all of those things. Or it's an opportunity to say, wow, what do I want to do with the rest of my life? How, how do I want to show up? What legacy do I want to leave? What difference do I want to make? Who can I help impact in their life that will make a difference to them so that we can basically like pass the torch? What is that? Maybe you have to look back into your childhood again and say, man, I've always wanted to be, I always wanted to dance, but the opportunity never came. Then go dance. I want to be an artist. I want to learn to play an instrument. Whatever it is, go do that. Bring some joy, some life, something new back into your life. Maybe it's taking some classes, going back to college. Maybe you never went to college. Maybe it's an opportunity to take a class. The whole point behind this is to get out of the stagnation because the more you start moving forward again and taking some chances and taking some risk and doing some things that maybe you wouldn't have ordinarily done before, then the wheels of opportunity start to open up and allow you to make momentum and gain in a positive direction. So the action step for this one is... Take a situation that you are uncertain about and imagine what could happen if it turns out 10 times better than you had ever hoped it would. What emotions would you have to attach to that experience? How would releasing expectations free you? I don't know if any of you are watching the Golden Bachelor that's on, but this just popped into my head as we're talking. And I thought, what a great opportunity that was. It's a gentleman that's 71 years old. He had been married for 45 years, and his wife had died. And it's been six years since she had passed away. And he's, you know, in very good shape, takes care of himself, an active guy, wanting the possibility of meeting someone new. And so, you know, he meets ladies that are around his age. But it's interesting watching the show because... 
even the women, they're in the same boat as him as they never thought they would have an opportunity of love. They feel like, some of them have expressed that they feel like because they've reached this certain age, they've become less visible. And how challenging that is to meet other people. This would be a great opportunity. You don't have to be in your 70s or 80s to feel this way. You could feel this way in your 40s, 50s, 60s. And this is a good opportunity to put yourself out there. Get a little uncomfortable. I'm telling you, it's going to revive those juices in you that I know that are still there. They just need to be shook up a little bit. Number five, make the best use of what is in your power and take the rest as it happens. There's a quote and it's an excellent piece of advice. It provides a clear path through uncertainty taking one step at a time. Sometimes we look at the first step as insufficient, but all you need is one step. Once you take that step, the next step becomes easier and so on. Having too definitive of a path can serve to block opportunities disguised as surprises. The action step for this is Think back on all of the experiences in which you only saw the first step. How did that turn out? Was the second step anything that you could have ever predicted? Look, I'm not asking you to leap and by bounds the whole staircase. It's take a first step and then take another step. Maybe that step is... Again, a dance class you've never thought of doing, but you've always wanted to. The first step is go find a dance class in your community. Maybe it's at a community uh, center. Maybe it's at a dance studio. Maybe you check with a friend who does it. The second step is make time and go take that first class. You never know what that third step will do. Number six, take your worst case scenario and dissect it, asking what if. What if is a powerful question. It primes us for possibilities and allows us to examine the constancy of our reality. If we are fully devoted to the process, asking what if can challenge our perception of what is possible for us. What if you did quit your job and had no money? Would you be forced to use talents that you have maybe kept hidden? Would you face your fear of asking for favors? What if you left the relationship and didn't find someone right away? Would you sit with yourself getting to know the you that you forgot in that relationship? Or that you may have closed off? Or that you have made small? Is the worst thing that could happen truly be that bad? So your action step here is complete this activity with a trusted friend and continue until you can't think of anything worse. Build a scenario of survival and thriving from your rock bottom. I've helped so many clients do this because the worst case scenario often sits within our mind, but it's never expressed out. And once it's expressed out, then we get to hear what it really sounds like. And it may not be as scary as what our mind 
thinks it is. It may not be as tragic as we have convinced ourselves it's going to be. Number seven, keep moving forward. Nothing beats uncertainty like facing your fears. Moving forward brings you face to face with risk, but also with hope. Your life is not the same as it was last year nor will it be the same tomorrow. When you make an intentional choice to embrace uncertainty, you take back your power. Not only will you be at peace with what may come, you will also have released your attachment to things going exactly as planned. I know for myself, I have this crazy thing that if I leave my house in the morning and I forget my coffee or I forget something, I don't go back for it. I just don't. I've conditioned and trained myself to keep moving forward. You have memories. We will always have our memories and we can cherish those. But I caution people for getting stuck in their memories because that can really keep you from truly living now in the present time. So the action step for this is if you're facing a paralyzing fear of the uncertainty, your best bet is to take a step forward. Everyone has experienced the negative effects of uncertainty and the majority thrive. You're not alone. And you can do this. You might discover there's some talents that you've been hiding in the recesses. And now it's their time to shine. As we begin to wrap up this week's episode. I want to remind you that it's imperative that we tune in and we pay attention to our actions and our words, both spoken and nonverbal. I also implore you to pay attention to your physical body. Are you present with it? If you're feeling flighty, if you're feeling anxious, if you're feeling more stress and panic and scarcity and fear, there's a very good possibility that you have kind of drifted outside of your body a little bit. And it's time to get re-grounded. Other things are you could be experiencing pain in your low back and hip area. That's considered the root area of the body, the grounding part, the one that fears change, the one that fears, you know, money, scarcity, and fears change and fears moving forward. So pay attention to those things. These are all little signs. Our bodies are designed incredibly well to help us get through many things. You hear me talk about mindset and our words matter all of times, thought words, all of that matter. Just as much as that is your physical body, paying attention to it. It's not a matter of coddling it or babying it or ignoring it. It's a matter of it being another source of information and attunement for you to help you navigate through times. 
If you have found this helpful and would like more topics like this or know someone who could use a little extra support along the way, I encourage you to reach out and schedule some time with me, which I'll share ways that you can do that in a minute. I'm also going to encourage you to share and follow this podcast as a new one comes out every single week. Lastly, here's some ways that you can connect with me or schedule an appointment with me. You can connect with me on Instagram. I'm at Ask Dr. Kelly Ray. Kelly Ray is spelled K-E-L-L-Y-R-A-E. I'm on Facebook at Dr. Kelly Ray B, B as in brown. I'm on TikTok at Dr. Kelly Ray. My website is drkellyray.com. And my email is drkellyray at gmail.com. Until next week, please know I send you so much love.